Talk 97. Uh, this week we've got a pretty special episode and uh, a really cool guest. Uh, hi to uh, the Secret Network members and the team here, and to everyone from the Flix fanatics and uh, you know the Flix fan who has joined us here. Um, this is yet uh, like another exciting space that uh, we want to have with great discussion and we move another inch towards uh, you know our century of uh, having this uh, twitter space going on for uh, almost two years now uh, i'm just adding a few members and uh, getting them to speak up. hi uh first of all hi liam how are you doing hey uh hey jayton um i'm doing okay man uh not too bad Obviously, we've had such an exciting few months um, across the whole crypto space, right? With price action, with people getting excited for like new developments from projects and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's been a really fantastic time. Um, but I think it's also like important right now to not get caught up in the hype too much and try and remember what's what's important, at least for me personally. And I imagine it feels very similar for maybe yourselves over at Omniflix or some of the people listening. But yeah, how are you doing? Uh, doing good, doing good. I, I, as I, I think, uh, mentioned also. Um, yep, it's been, it's been a good week. Um, we got to meet. Uh, we had like a small meetup of uh members of the Flix crew, so we had a good chance to uh, uh catch up. Uh, I think it's uh, from time to time really important because, uh, of course, like you know, there's a bull market sentiment and everything, but um, it it doesn't like give us an excuse to not build things and also to keep uh, revising uh, what we want to do for the next year like you know uh, what are what are things that we particularly need to like you know improve on so yeah i'm also just like sort of fresh out of uh, meeting uh, some great members from the crew and it's nice uh, like you know chetan's also here we'll be starting with the segment but yeah yeah, I think I um I really miss uh hanging out with the crypto people this time of year. Um, it's great you can like hang out with the team itself, Jaden. But like, conference season for Cosmos feels like it's very much like the summer. Yeah. Um, maybe a bit of the autumn as well, because Cosmoverse seems to be like the last one of the season. Yeah, uh, at least the ones I attend. I know there's obviously you know the the events like you've had in India recently and stuff. Um, and so, like, you know, what I really, because you were talking about, like, hanging out with the team again is so amazing. And that's kind of what I like about the conferences is, like, seeing everyone from all the different teams, seeing the people that, like, are just everyday community members in Cosmos, you know, the people who come up to me and say, like, hey, I've seen you in the videos. That's so cool. It's so special. Um, so I feel like this time of year, we don't get that as much because we're kind of, like, spending time with our family and our loved ones. But, like, 
come the summer and especially like the bull market when everyone's like able to travel and stuff a lot more. Uh, I think it's really great to connect with people, including, you know, the people in the space today, for example. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I really, um, you know, what you said, like, uh, yeah, Cosmos is kind of like our end of the year marking of this thing. And I hope that uh, with the ecosystem growing that we have like, you know, something uh, more of these so that we get a chance to meet. And I think nothing like um, that in real life event energy to uh, really put things in perspective. I think how we how we process and uh, meet team members and understand what they're doing is uh, it's it's like a way more comfortable and a way more reassuring way to understand the vision than anything like, you know, anything that could be text based. And I think it, it makes collaborating way more easier also. Uh, so uh, this uh, space, uh, we are starting with uh, updates from the community and collections first. And we'll get to Fanatics after our special segment with our guest, The Secret. Um, so Liam, yeah, if uh, if you have any other pointers to add, uh, let me know. Uh, otherwise, we can have we have Chetan also from the partnerships team, and uh, he can tell us all about like you know what the community and creators have been up to. Hello, Jetan, and hi, Liam. I hope you guys are doing good. Hello, no. You're doing great here. How are you, uh, Chetan, today? Well, uh, must say pretty exhausted uh, because of the travel. As Jatin just mentioned, uh, we were part of, uh, you know, uh, in another city in India, there was a blockchain conference going on, India Blockchain Week, for, and there were different events, Polygon Connect, and we had our CosmoCon as well in uh, Bangalore, CosmoCon Edition 2. Uh, you might have, uh, all your, all of you, if you're following uh, Omniflix on Twitter, you might have seen some pictures, some videos, videos about how the CosmoCon event went and it was an absolute uh, what do I say it was a fantastic event there were uh, new connections made new people got introduced to the Cosmos ecosystem and we had different uh, partners uh, partnering for CosmoCon 2023 this year so that was one of the major update uh, with respect to community and uh, we're glad that uh, we could have uh, taken Cosmocon uh, India to another level this year. That was one of the fantastic things which happened with me this uh, week, I must say. And yes, as uh, Jatin mentioned, we all had, uh, our team members had a little uh, you know, get together talking about uh, future plans, the future roadmap, where we want to see the future updates, the uh, you know what what do we want to work on in the year 2024 uh you know just look just you know relaxing and uh you know looking at what happened in the year 2023 what we did good what we did bad what we can improve so it was uh it was a week of introspection it was a week of uh, bonding. It was a week of travel. It was a week of execution for us here at uh, Omniflex Network. Yeah, really well done. Um, like for both of you, I don't know how involved you were, Jason, and everything, but I know um, it was talked about in last week's space as well. Um, and it is a lot of work. I mean, it's it's definitely something like I crave, like going to these events, like CosmoCon. I wish I could have gone. 
Um, but when you're hosting or running, like there's definitely like a real energy drain. So yeah, shout out to uh, all of the team and yourself, Chief, uh, uh, for going through that. Well done. Thank you, thank you so much, Liam. Uh, you know, when you when you get to see so many people, I then when you get to see you know whenever you know when you do an event and you see so many people participating in an event, the energy comes in automatically and you just go on. But yeah, it was it was a wonderful event, must say. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think uh, one one point to add regarding the in a blockchain week, uh, although we're meeting people from different ecosystems and uh, especially like a lot of builders and projects uh, who are natively from India as well. Uh, I think what is great is to see because uh, eventually people also want are building for a retail application so that, you know, uh, people can very smoothly from uh, web to tech can start using uh, Web3 projects without uh, many like hurdles or steps in it. So yeah, and uh, it's great to see that um, it also helps us assess like where are we uh, in in that vision of uh, like how how ready are our apps for like you know someone who's very new to this to adapt to this. How how are they already experiencing it? And um, I think that's that's a good test for that, especially uh, meeting a lot of projects from say Polygon from ETH. Um, and uh, of course, always nice to meet like you know other Cosmos uh, projects in India. We had uh, Jeet Routh from Gorek, uh, Leap, uh, I think Filament team, uh, like you know Abhidej from Filament. Uh, yeah, in total around like um, eight part eight projects from uh, Cosmos, and yeah, few outreach and other like you know uh, partners who helped us put things together. So. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, uh, uh, without further ado, I let me quickly go ahead with the community updates, and then we will uh, go ahead with a discussion with our guest today, the Peace Secret Network. Uh, Liam, please. Yeah, yeah, he had a point. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I just wanted to actually ask something quickly. Um, like in retrospect of um, uh, India Blockchain Week and Cosmocon and everything. Um, I was wondering like what either of your thoughts were on like what kind of um, communities that aren't say in Cosmos for like the most exciting for like maybe you guys personally or for OmniFlips to maybe try and get involved with. Or if there was like, yeah, just anything around that. Was there like um, any insights you took from it? Any collaborations? Any way you can get some of these projects into Cosmos? I think that's like a quite an interesting topic for people who use OmniFlix and also people in Cosmos more broadly. Sure, um, I'll take up this question. So uh, uh, one thing is that uh, we had quite uh, productive meetings and uh, uh, we divided ourselves into teams and few of us were uh, you know, going ahead and meeting uh, 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 people who were building things. Few, few of us were meeting creators, few of us were having meetings with different uh, agencies, uh, 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 future clients, few future 
people who can be clients of Omniplex Network. So yeah, there are a lot of discussions happen. So a uh, uh, lot of lot of meetings which happen, but these are very initial meetings. And uh, like we had a, a discussion with Builders Tribe, we had a discussion with people who are uh, working on um, uh, derivatives of real estate. Uh, we had you know for them using uh, pitching of them using NFTs in different ways, and uh, we were uh, talking to uh, different ecosystem so uh, it uh, if uh, uh, how many of them have been closed that i think it would be very early to say i think uh, this was just uh, you know meeting exchange of uh, you know emails exchange of telegrams and uh, uh, stuff like that which happened the next uh, thing is uh, uh, mostly this week or next week would be getting on calls with them understanding synergies what they can do for us what we can do for them and so on and so forth so this was one pipeline of uh, discussions which were happening at the same time we are our team uh, were meeting already existing clients like we we, we had uh, meetings with uh, uh, you know leap agoric all of us were you know there at the cosmocon so we uh, were working on we were dis discussions were going on uh, with respect to the future updates and uh, uh, you know our our team sisla and they were also meeting different uh, founders different uh, vcs and uh, taking things forward so right now uh, this all these discussions were in just first phase now uh, how they move on and how they build in the future, uh, we will keep the community updated here. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'm not sure if Jason has anything to add, but I think that's quite a good answer. It's just interesting to hear like uh, how things went, what you've been up to, and yeah, that sounds great. I mean, please continue if uh, you want to move on to the collection. Sure. Thank you, uh, Liam. And a uh, huge shout out to all our creators and uh, community members present in the space. Quickly talking about uh, the collection. So uh, last week we had, uh, you know, Breathing Strong, Howdy Neighbor, Archway, Omnflex collections, uh, which have been launched. And we have the creators as well. We have Chris, we have uh, Articulate, we have uh, all the creators who have launched their uh, uh, collections in the space. They would be talking about the co their collections and how it is going on uh in some time after uh, we have a discussion with secret we have uh, we also had few campaigns by um, uh, unique nft uh, don lanistanin who is in the space right now a uh, few campaigns we had we had few drops he had dropped uh, a few of his uh, nft mining nfts uh, version 2 nfts to uh, the holders and uh, we have seen a lot of uh, action on Omnix TV as well, we could we have seen a lot of uh, 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 TV uh, channels getting created. We have seen a lot of uh, uh, videos getting added. We had uh, we had videos by uh, Crypto TV. We had uh, videos by Zhao. I think has just uh, checked the collection. We had videos by Secret Network, and uh, we had uh, videos by Prism Blockchain, and we had videos by Cosmos News. We had videos by Crown uh, Crowdpunk. We had videos by Flixbets. The creator Chris is in the space. I think Cosmos News uh, is uh, taking it very 
uh you know consistently with uh, omniflix tv and could see the number of videos uh is been increasing and also the number of views has been increasing we had videos by space girls beach girls tv uh crowd punk besties was another uh, new channel new video which we have seen and game of notes obviously has been doing very good and also articulate has launched a party mix uh as a video on omniflix tv if you haven't checked out checked out these videos go ahead and check it out right now on omniflix.tv and uh interact with these videos many of the creators are doing some campaigns uh different campaigns with respect to their uh, uh, videos and uh, uh very soon we are going to have a few more known creators of the cosmos 6 ecosystem on omniflix tv we are going to have rebel d5 we're going to have a uh, few more creators who are in the pipeline creating their content post human uh creating their content for omniflix tv uploading their content on omniflix tv and uh, a lot of uh, campaigns are also in the pipeline and the next uh, with respect to creators the next uh, uh, activity which our creators are busy with our is the christmas activity like we're doing some uh, 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 christmas uh, inspired nfts collections uh, nfts which you are going to see very soon on uh, omniflix uh, marketplace apart from that if you are you know aware of what we did last year with respect to you know, rewind uh, uh in 2023 uh, there's something in the pipeline which is being planned more details about it would be i think uh, shared in by the next space what what is coming up for this month december and the next month january there's something happening uh, uh, we are planning and we will be able to share those details by the next space to the community and i think uh, yeah that's it from the community updates jatin am i missing anything i don't think so so no, that's uh, pretty comprehensive uh, yeah there are uh, i think it's been around uh yeah we've completed two plus months for omnifix tv and uh, it's good we are uh, really glad with uh, the milestones that we are crashing especially with um, you know number of uh, channels and interactive videos being published also a growing number of uh, uh, total unique participants that we crossed the 6k uh, unique participants last week which is um, which is good a uh, lot of projects being able to use uh, omnifix tv for say a learn to earn sort of campaign that interprotocol did that got uh, massive uh, support from the community around 4.5k uh, people participated in it uh, i think that's it's it's good that users are uh, on their own building a lot of uh, applications for uh, educational entertainment you know other segments of uh, interactive videos and it makes us very excited also because we're planning to bring many more features to it so uh yeah the combinations and possibilities will uh, amazingly increase yeah but certainly covered uh, a lot of the collection updates so. yeah that's... sure uh yes that's it uh, with respect to community and uh, uh, community updates and uh, the creator updates and now i would uh, leave the stage to both of you to take uh, this discussion forward and also uh, later with our creators as well thank you yeah thank you thank you jay uh, i think uh, we already have uh, given the speaker access to patrick and anubis hi guys hi how's it going
Hey, how's it going? All good, all good. I think. Hey. Uh, hi, hi. Um, yeah, I, have, I, I was just saying that uh, we have had a new guys on the space. I think a uh, few times, and it's it's been great. It's glad to have more people from the secret ecosystem joining in. But yeah, good to good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. I think this is the first time I've been on an Omniflix space, so excited to be here. Great. Okay. Um, I think there is a lot uh, of exciting stuff. I was checking out um, what you guys especially uh, put in for uh, your roadmap for 2024, and uh, there are I think two very uh, pivotal things uh, that are that are going to come for Secret. But before we begin, uh, I think a small like wrap up of what Secret is doing and what is the evolving vision. Uh, of secret that'll be great. Although I'm pretty sure everyone in the community already knows about it, have interacted with it in some way. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be great. And what is your focus for 2024? Like a, a brief intro, and that would be would be really cool. Sure, I can take that. So you think the community is already pretty familiar with what we do? Don't need like a super yeah. basic intro or anything. Like, like uh, yeah, like you know, okay. privacy DeFi. Okay, cool. So yeah, Secret, you know, it's a smart contract blockchain built with Cosmos SDK, part of the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, really, what we've been focusing on for the past year is something we call privacy as a service. So the idea is that we can take Secret's private computation capabilities and provide them to other networks. And we do that through cross-chain protocols such as IBC. IBC naturally being the first choice because you know we're part of the Cosmos ecosystem, and so that's been going on for a while. Um, but the the focus for 2024 is really to expand that offering into the EVM ecosystem, and we're doing that through different bridges like Axelar GMP. Uh, we've got Wormhole that's going to be connected soon. There's a couple of other kind of more custom early stage bridges that are also being worked on right now. So we've got, we've got all that going on. And then at the same time, we're also building out these privacy as a service. We're calling them, we call them primitives. It's, it's like just the basic code, the building blocks that allows you to build these privacy as a service applications. Um, so we're also building those just to make it easier for people to jump in and start building. Um, so that's really what we're focusing on for 2024 is privacy as a service and especially with a focus on the EVM ecosystem. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, th those were uh, two sort of very important points for them. Um, when, when, especially when you talk about uh, privacy on apps, I think Shade Protocol becomes a great example, especially because there are a lot of uh, DeFi users and like you know, I think so many people in Web three understand the aspect about how uh, blockchain and uh, Blockchain usually does bring a lot of like transparency with uh, be able to find details with uh, you know with someone's wallet address, but it also exposes um, like once once someone has your address, it basically has access to all your information, and that's like a very go to the side. But how else um, other than Shade Protocol uh, are there applications that you know can fit into the pay as a service uh, module? I would say that secret is trying to build. 
Yeah, sure. So yeah, Shade Protocol is definitely our most active app, app application at the moment and probably the most well-known, but we have had several others uh, over the couple of years that Secret Network has been operating uh, through the the bear markets and the bull markets. We've had a couple come and go, but we also have a couple that have been around for a long time, like Alter. Alter is a private uh, communication application that's built on top of Secret Network. It's kind of just like a, a chat application. And I believe they're actually announcing a new roadmap possibly today. So good timing for that. If you've never heard of Alter, it's uh, spelled A-L-T-E-R, Alter. And keep an eye out for that because there's probably going to be some interesting information in that new roadmap that they've come out with. Um, Just going off the top of my head, some other applications that have been built, just as an example of like what Secret provides, there's one called Equity, which is kind of like a decentralized Spotify using Secret NFTs. The idea being that you can have decentralized ownership of music and artists can sell those and the information inside the nft you know it's encrypted so it doesn't have to be out there listenable by the entire world you have to actually pay for the nft first before you can access that encrypted information so that's a interesting use case of using secret nfts to um, provide music as a service um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some other examples uh, secret admirers is one that's currently in development it's a decentralized only fans mm-hmm. built on secret basically kind of a similar idea um, but it's, instead of music it's content streaming that's one that should be going live on mainnet probably within the next month or two but they're on testing it right now and you can already join the community and test out some of the features it's pretty cool and yeah um, yeah go ahead i think the nft marketplace application definitely um like you know sounds is pretty cool i've heard from a uh, few creators and like you know members i've speak spoken with who talk about this and i think because we have a lot of music nft creators also it becomes all the more relevant that you know uh, this is a way where you can gatekeep the content and not just like you know have it out there uh making it more privacy focused definitely especially for uh, uh like you know i think once you go beyond uh just image as nfts like into multiple formats you would want to have a way where uh yeah it's encrypted and it's not easily like you know accessible for someone to say, plagiarize or uh, you know access it in some way yep exactly i'll definitely mind because uh yeah that's something that i haven't explored but uh i just uh have liam if yeah. liam do you have any like any specific questions or pointers to share whatever what patrick has shared here yeah um first of all uh hi anubis hi patrick um glad to have you both here um i actually have a ton of questions about secret mainly because i it's like one of those chains that i never really get time to follow up like in depth on i kind of like take a look here and there um so i kind of you know you were talking about the different apps you guys have i think that's really cool um i you know only fans content that's private and stuff this actually fits privacy very well it's maybe not the most like glamorous thing to be offering but it's a massive industry that can be tapped into nonetheless 
Um, and I'm sure sooner or later, like those kinds of things will make their way onto uh, blockchain. Um, and I think a lot of people can see like how privacy is important for that and how other properties that blockchains offer are probably important for these kind of apps, you know, like Alter as well for private communication you mentioned, Echo D, like decentralized Spotify, and the NFT text needed, which is obviously from blockchain and so on. So like I didn't want to kind of dive too much into all of that. I'm kind of going under the assumption a lot of listeners get that at least for the most part but um if you guys were interested i do think uh there's a lot of interesting conversation around uh privacy and uh ux um and also kind of like the core values of privacy which is something i know you guys are super passionate about and if you're interested we can kind of revisit if you think it would be valuable for people listening i unfortunately have to what jump off here because i have another call i really hate to leave you guys after we just started um, Anubis is, is going to continue, of course, and I'm going to see if I can get somebody else to join him just in case he needs some extra help. Um, but I, I appreciate you guys having us, and I'll be happy to come back some other time. Um, nice talking to you guys for that brief moment. No, no Patrick, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Anubis, uh, yeah, he's he's been uh, we've had him for uh, some space. Uh, the guest, even as a participant, some time to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Um, looks like uh, Red Eye Bear, I, I, you were kind of flashing the the hearts there. Don't know if you wanted to come up um, and, and join us here, um, but um, button re request if you want. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it, definitely a pleasure to be here. Um, we're uh, you know to be honest, I, I you mentioned you have a bunch of questions, and um, I mean. Good thing we're here so you know go ahead and take advantage you know while, while you got me here um you know and we can always maybe come back another time if, if we need to bring uh you know patrick back on uh, you know i i can answer a, a lot of things maybe not everything um but I, i'll definitely do my best no definitely uh yeah i think i don't know if this question was like sort of patrick or not so uh, it's all right. Like uh, that was just more of like an introductory kind of like not even a question, just more of like uh, just some of the stuff I was interested in. But um, yeah, I was just thinking, right, because um, I was wondering what um, like Secret Network's take is on um, the importance of privacy, um, how you think like consumers are actually going to adopt privacy, whether it's a kind of like privacy just happens to be a feature uh, and it's not the selling point a bit like how we look at decentralization um or if it's something different to that or it depends whether it's a business or a person um and then i had a few others but maybe if we start with that and then like the ethos of privacy um but i think that'd be quite good um at least for me and hopefully for the listeners okay yeah no that's a awesome topic to jump into um so, I mean, just on, on the ethos of privacy um, and, and speaking, anyone that follows me knows I'm pretty passionate about this. But um, <clears throat> to be honest, I, I think it really is or should be much more of a, a focal point, um, you know, for retail and, you know, consumers uh, than it really is. To, to be honest, I think it gets missed in, in the conversation. Um, just because it's, you know, it's an, it's not a sexy narrative, you know, uh, when we're talking about DeFi, you know, the, the sexy narrative is, you know, 
hundred percent in two hours and, and, and all this stuff. Um, but just one of the, one of the better examples that I like to outline is, uh, you know, just a simple user story. So just say that, you know, you, you go to Cosmoverse or, or wherever you, you go to a, a new area for a convention, um, and they've adopted blockchain in that city. Uh, so you take an Uber from the, you know, the airport to your, your hotel and they accept USDC uh, as payment. So say you pay in that USDC, um, that, that driver now, you know, they just got the, the payment from you. They now have your address, uh, you know, which, which is cool. But if they're savvy at all in crypto, uh, they're now able to see every transaction you've ever made uh, in that wallet. But but more importantly, they can also see your pay schedule when you normally get paid. Uh, they can see your net worth, at least in that wallet. Um, and they also know where you live now uh, because they just dropped you off. Uh, so, I mean, maybe that driver is, is a good person, um, but is it safe to assume that every driver and every clerk at every store is a good person. Um, you know, I don't think so. So, you know, not to, you know, scare people, uh, but it's just a, it's a matter of just basic security uh, in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, in a world where we've adopted blockchain and Web3, I think privacy really is more important uh, than, than most people realize now, you know, in, in a world where we haven't really adopted it, uh, you know, it's it's kind of esoteric and, you know, 90% of the world has no idea how to, you know, track a, a blockchain wallet. Uh, but when it's used for daily purchases, it, it becomes a lot more important, um, in my opinion. Yeah, sorry, I wanted to jump in unless, uh, Jason, you had anything quickly. No, uh, I think, yeah, I was just saying that uh, I think those are things that we need to keep in mind considering that we want like you know millions of people want to use this uh like you know like it's it's how like sort of banking scams also work like initially we would expect that nobody would want to do this like you know let's like you know play with authentication or something to hack account but when it goes to a large mass of people even a small percentage becomes a considerable audience that can like you know uh, find those loopholes and can compromise the security of people yeah, that that was my point. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, yeah, I go ahead. Sorry, anybody. Oh no, I was just agreeing. Go, go ahead. No problem. Um, yeah, I um, I, I was just kind of agreeing as well with what you said. Um, that this makes a lot of sense, even for me. Um, I would say I, I value privacy, but like most people, when it's convenient not to have privacy. You kind of end up going for the convenience sometimes, and you, sh you probably shouldn't, uh, but you do. Um, but I think this is important in, in like, the internet, like, broadly, not just, like, Web3. Web Web3, it becomes more important because there's such a financial element, right? Um, mm. But I, I just think of it even, even with, like, using a VPN, like, the, 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 the degradation you get on, like, the UX of, like, accessing websites just from having, say, NordVPN or ProtonVPN, it's, it's, it's difficult because they kind of, like, blacklist IP addresses and then you have to disconnect the VPN to connect to a website and stuff. 
Um, and that's really frustrating, um, at least for me. So I see these like issues of privacy in, in the internet and not just with like Web3. Um, and I think it's super important because what you were saying, um, Anubis, is uh, it's super easy to like track all of your blockchain transactions, but it's also super easy like on the internet to get your IP address if you're not using a VPN. It's super easy to hack all of your passwords. I, I literally think if, if someone's a good hacker, like they can, like most of the world is not protected against that, right? And that's the problem with the internet. It's so hard to police. Uh, so you need the privacy for that reason. Um, and you also need privacy from the police in some cases. But yeah, it's just a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, a black hole for me in that sense. Like there's just a lot of stuff that's been ignored over years. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Because I know that was a bit of a ramble, but it ties into my next point. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. That's uh well, I guess there's a couple points on that. You know, the the UX is is a definite uh, concern, and and to be honest, I, I think that's a another reason why it, it does kind of get missed in the narrative a lot, um, because people do kind of you know net or they're they kind of migrate towards what's more convenient um, rather than maybe what's what's more secure. Um, but yeah, you're you're 100 percent um, correct on that. Uh, even not just Web three, um, what you know, Web three has it has a whole new world of um, kind of vulnerability in, in a lot of ways. But yeah, in, in Web two, it's super important. I mean, it, I'm very uh, very vocal about you know people should just as a a, a basic operational security use a VPN. Um, However, a lot of people will turn it off because of that, you know, that um, that friction, you know, with the blacklisted IPs and all of that. Uh, but and especially in Web3, uh, you know, I, I really anybody that I onboard, uh, you know, I, one of the first things I tell them is if you're if you're playing with DeFi, use that VPN uh, just because it really is so easy to track people. Um, and then in Web two as well, like you said, it's it's really uh, a savvy hacker can can get all of your passwords and get into your Google Drive uh, extremely easily. Uh, so it's it's just super important to protect yourself in that. Um, I, I see actually Alex Zidelson, uh is in the crowd here. Um, I think he, he said that he could come up and say hi um, as well if you wanted to bring him up. Uh, that's the the new CEO of uh, Secret Labs, so um, it, I'm sure he he'd be a, a good one to to join the conversation here. Oh, the red eye there, I think we all. Good morning, good morning, guys. How's it going, red eye? It's going well. Just waiting for a natural place to hop in. You guys were cruising along with the conversation. Didn't want to interrupt anything. Uh, sorry for stealing the spotlight there. Actually, yeah, I wanted to see if you had anything to add on to onto that you know conversation there. We bring uh, Alex up. Yeah, I would say uh, in regards to like VPNs or just anything else that is uh, that a privacy conscious uh, user um, can use or implement, like as far as tools, I would say the the earlier you get used to it, the more you play around with it, um, the more it will feel like something that is normal to you. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the friction that can be caused with using privacy preserving technologies um, 
it's the same sort of friction that you have with with using any new technology. Um, it's just purely something you haven't played around with. And sometimes uh, when you think about privacy, people think about all this encryption and they're thinking like, oh, I need to be able to fully understand every single thing that's happening. And um, I think it, it psychs people out sometimes. There's the tools that we're talking about are used by everyday people going about their everyday lives, just looking to preserve a little bit of their personal privacy. Um, nothing malicious, nothing illegal about it, nothing uh, seemingly suspect about it. It's just people who want to protect their own data um, from people, you know, leveraging it to do whatever it is. I mean, in today's day and age, you can assume that anyone and everyone that has access to your data is probably selling it or harvesting it for some other purpose. So from my perspective, uh, I'd like to keep that stuff to myself. Yo, I just wanted to say hi uh, to Alex yeah, very quickly. Hey, guys, yeah, sorry, I was, I was late to join, but it's a, it's a great discussion, yeah, um, privacy in general. Uh, I mean, in my view, uh, when there is like a, uh, a choice between privacy and user experience, like 99.9% .9 of people will go with the user experience uh, and not privacy and uh, it's our uh, our responsibility as the industry uh, and also the, the broad it's been broader than, than web3 to to build privacy into the, the, the protocols and, and the products so that they are like the the default setting I mean remember uh, when I mean there was a time when websites were using just plain HTTP right uh, and you could just, you know, it depended on what you type in, HTTP uh, colon slash slash or HTTPS. Uh, and, you know, in the beginning, it was like that. And, and a lot of people probably just didn't care. And they, they used the HTTP websites, leaving everything in the open. And then, you know, some years ago, I mean, if you try to access HTTP, like a non-secured website in Chrome or any other browser, it starts like, it goes all red and all the sirens start like blinking. So uh, uh, it's it's what they did, right? And same on, I guess, if we look at Facebook, right? In the I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm guessing that in the beginning, like whatever you did was like visible to almost anyone. And then they started introducing uh, something, which I mean, they're still super bad on privacy and they are of course trading and selling all of us, you know, all the time, three times a day. But at least they, they also like they they got this pressure from from the community and they added something. So and same happens with blockchain. So it takes time, but people realize that well, you know, everything is in the public, everything is is visible. So, but you know, we need to make the experience as the same or better than it is on a, a non-private blockchain you know if i'm talking about secret and, and other privacy projects the experience needs experiences like in in most cases experience is the king and people will just do whatever is convenient and they will not do whatever is uh good for them you know and and you know we can that goes in all all kinds of uh areas in life right most people just do whatever is convenient and uh and easy rather than what's really good and and uh uh, beneficial yeah this actually is a really good segue for me um 
onto this like next kind of question I had because you know we're talking about I guess like a a, a quick question because you were talking about uh, like privacy by default. I just wanted to ask like what secrets uh, take on that should like privacy be opt in, opt out, set by default. How does that kind of tie into maybe regulation as well? I don't really want to go into regulation in a lot of detail because uh, obviously it's just a massive thing for the whole space. But yeah, what are your thoughts on like privacy? Is it should it be optional, opt in, opt out, default? I'd love to hear. Uh, in my view, ideally it should be opt out, meaning that everything I do is private by default. But if I want to share it with the world, I can. I mean, that's, I mean, and that's frankly the only right way uh, of doing things, right? Because if I cannot share anything with anyone, it is also a problem, right? Because then it means I cannot be compliant at all, right? And, and for that, I mean, the, I, I like this quote from the Cypherpunk Manifesto by Eric Hughes, which says, privacy is the power to selectively reveal yourself to the world. Select, so he even says, like, it's, it's not the power to hide, but it's the power to reveal, but reveal selectively. So I choose what I reveal. So if I choose not to reveal anything, then I don't reveal anything, but I need the power. So I need the power to reveal. So, so yeah, for me, it's like it's uh, an opt out thing. Uh, that's the right way. Uh, and uh, I think it's, uh, you know, the examples I mentioned, like with, with the T -T TLS encryption, it, it happened, it's an opt-out now. You need to really work hard to, to use a non-website uh, non, non, uh, without, uh, uh, without uh, encryption. But on the blockchain, it's actually right now, in most cases, it's like opt-in, and this opt is like a very hard, you know, make three hoops through five loops, and then you're in, you know, if you're talking to Ethereum or, or anything else, right? It's, it's hard, and, you know, we need to make it to really... You know, from opt-in to opt-out. Yeah, how about that as a motto? <laughs> I was going to say, Alex, maybe you have some uh, some better context for this, but like privacy solutions that are opt-in seem to have a harder time building a like reliable anonymity set um, than, than mean, those who have, then it's opt-out. Zika you know? the OG, one of the best technologies, like, you know, the, the smartest developers the ZK thing that they did like a long time, like five, six years ago. Back then, and I'm afraid even now, like 95% of transactions on Zcash are in the clear. I haven't checked lately, but for several years, it was exactly the case because making an encrypted transaction or, or a shielded transaction, as it's called, it's much harder. It's take, it takes, you know, it took more time, whatever, more clicks. Um, and that was like, and and that was the critique towards Zcash, like, okay, you build this wonderful privacy technology, but nobody's using it. Although people are using your thing, but the privacy is not there, right? So, you know, when we started Beam, you know, the, the idea there was like, okay, it's, it's always it's always privacy by default, and, and that's how it should be. Because when it is not by default, then there is no privacy. And also, when, you know, you consciously start using privacy, uh, then this might even leave some trail that you are using privacy. And then people start thinking, well, why are you doing that? Do you have anything to hide? Nobody else is doing that. So uh, are you a criminal maybe? So, you know, that, that just, that kind of beats the whole purpose. It needs to be, it needs to be by default and it needs to be opt out. If I don't want privacy, yeah, I can actively go 
turn it off or share whatever I want to share, that's perfectly fine. But otherwise, it's just um, in terms of adoption and usage, it's just a joke. That's my take. That's, uh, yeah, definitely makes sense. I think uh, one small point that I had, if, if that's okay, uh, uh, was about, I think, uh, how I interpret it as is that uh, blockchain did give us, um, uh, I think, more of anonymity and less of privacy. And I think we're building more on the privacy aspect because, like, you know, if, if we were able to find out um, whatever transactions I did uh, based on this open, uh, transparent ledger i think it it the the privacy aspect of it as you said that it's a default and i should be able to choose to give that details i think uh, that's that's a step in that we need to uh, work towards i don't, I don't think it, the model by itself was complete uh, in that aspect yeah yeah uh, it's interesting cuz like i think when when we think about public by default blockchains or like your average user when they think about like where can I get privacy like if I'm trying to move funds where people can't see them or like I'm minimizing the the number of people who can see what I'm doing I think historically people look to centralized exchanges because you know they're they're private companies they can choose not to to share data with the rest of the world obviously what you do with your uh, wallet address is is public um but you know everything like where you're bridging those funds out to like if you're bridging them to to cash or if you're um doing something else i think historically centralized exchanges have provided some some level um of it's probably not even privacy just uh, uh obscurity but um you know now that we're moving towards a more decentralized future for this um for this technology that that privacy or the guarantees of privacy uh, have to extend to decentralized solutions as well. Um, and I think it's just generally uh, good, good operational security for users to be the self, uh, the self custodian of their assets and not have to rely on someone else custodying their assets in order to uh, retain some level of semblance of privacy. Um, so the solutions that Secret Network um, are working on right now are, I mean, they're they're providing that that level of self custodial privacy um, and the choice to share uh, when we want to, not relying on another third party to do so for us. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. Liam, do you have anything to add? Uh, not specifically to to uh, this conversation, so. I have like a, a segue to like another topic, but if there's anything anyone wanted to add around this specifically, uh, feel free to go ahead. No, I think I think uh, Red Eye and Alex said it said it very well. You know, I I agree wholeheartedly that you know, in my opinion, it, the ideal would be you know private by default. Um, and then you know, I we were talking about DeFi, you know, specifically, so. Um, I just want to shout out and Red Eye Bears from Shade Protocol. Um, you know, anyone that hasn't played with DeFi, uh, in my opinion, it's it's one of the most polished um, actually user experiences um, it, that I've played with in DeFi. So, um, and it is private by default, you know, built on Secret Network. So, 
um, it, it's a great place to go check out what what private DeFi can actually feel like. Um, and maybe Red Eye could could uh, you know elaborate a little bit on, on the platform a little later um, if we got time for that conversation. Yeah, I'm not sure how long we have um, time wise. I can obviously make things run over later, but it depends on everyone else. Um, but my follow-up question was kind of bringing it more towards the audience listening today. Um, I assume a lot of people listening have like an affinity towards NFTs. Maybe they're creators on Omniflex, maybe they're collectors, maybe they um, have got NFTs over on Secret through Stash or anything like this. Um, so two parts to the question really, and I think these are quite interesting as well. It's um, it's kind of like how does privacy fit into uh, NFTs as a primitive, particularly uh, around like the art NFTs and the collectibles and this kind of stuff, rather than the you know real world assets or certificates and stuff like this. Um, and kind of like a follow on from that was um, the way you've kind of built out these privacy, uh, privacy primitives on secret network. You have apps on secret network that leverage privacy there. Um, I was really interested um, what your thoughts are on the design choices of getting uh, all the privacy applications on secret as opposed to bringing privacy to chains like Omniflix who can then leverage them in their marketplaces. Uh, so two-part question there. Um, so I, I guess I can start with, uh, yeah, I, I can take both and then hopefully somebody else has uh, clarification. So, so regarding NFTs, actually secret has a rich history of doing uh, confidential NFTs or locked NFTs. Uh, so uh, uh, just imagine an NFT, for example, that holds your right for, uh, for a video, for a movie or parts or part of a movie. Uh, and only you actually have the key, right? So only you as the owner can watch the movie or show the movie to other people, right? Because you own it. Because right, right now, all, all the NFTs that exist on, on non-private chains Everything is in the open, right? So anyone can take the content of the NFT and use it. So in secret, uh, you can do NFTs where the content is uh, only viewable or, or more broadly decryptable by the owner, right? And when I uh, also when I pass the NFT to somebody else, uh, this content can be re-encrypted so that it, essentially I lose access to that content. Right, and that created some interesting, I think it creates some interesting uh, use cases with the movie scenes and other types of NFTs. One might argue, well, there is always this analog uh, hole, as it's called. I mean, of course, anyone could just use like a screen screen grabber to, to re-record re the, the movie, but probably, yeah, the quality would be not the same. And, and it's, anyway, it's, it's an interesting uh, property. Um, uh, of an NFT, meaning that again, it proves that I hold rights to a certain a certain piece of content, but the content itself, uh, you cannot see it in full, or you can see only part of it. That's one interesting uh, application that was was and is actually. If you go to Stash, you can see a lot of like NFT collections with all kinds of hidden hidden properties uh, that are only visible to the owner. Uh, I think including videos. Now, uh, another interesting case uh, in NFTs that I like to think about is making uh, making NFTs more fungible. Okay, it kind of sounds weird, but uh, 
if you think of large collections of NFTs, there may be a lot of NFTs with like similar level of rarity, right? Or same level of rarity, right? And then people uh, in multiple projects are building like AMM pools with those NFTs where you, you just buy them like, like they're coins, right? Making them fungible. Uh, but to make them even more fungible, uh, uh, you know, have, having, having their properties uh, being opaque and not visible, uh, but only say the rarity being visible, but not the you know the color of hair and not the the gear and not that stuff. If we're talking about like apes or something like that, so if you keep that uh, secret, then they really become uh, fungible, and then you can do a lot of interesting DeFi applications with with NFTs, uh, right? So that 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 is kind of cool, right? They, so they are both both non-fungible and fun they are both uh, like all their public properties are the same, but their private properties are different. So you know, you can think of loot boxes and other things, right? So everybody knows I own an ape with rarity index of seven, but I choose if I want to reveal it's how it looks like or it's hair color or whatever. So that's to the NFTs. Um, and uh, in games, by the way, in Web3 gaming, that's also a very, very uh, interesting application where uh, my, my sword might have some hidden properties, right? That again, only I can reveal whenever I want to reveal it, right? You know, I have a sword, you know, it's like a legendary sword, but you don't know what kind of lightning strike it has uh, in addition to its, you know, regular power. So, so that's for the NFTs, that, that's super cool. Um, and to your second question, it, it's even cooler, right? So actually our strategy for 2024 is to export, uh, hello? Yeah, is to export this, uh, the confidential computing features to other networks. So uh, it is available already uh, for, uh, for Cosmos chains, Technically, right? I think there is a way to call uh, secret contracts from from uh, Cosmos, uh, and we are also uh, focusing very much on bringing this functionality to other ecosystem ecosystems. Uh, right now, we're working on EVM. Uh, we already have. I mean, the technology is working. We're using using Axelar uh, General Message Passing Bridge to to do that. So literally, like a Polygon contract can pass information to a secret contract. The secret contract can hold the information, you know, later on do some calculations, think of voting, think of uh, uh, a confidential order books, you name it. So, so the strategy for the next year is actually to uh, reach out to find those applications on other chains and provide them with the technology to do confidential computing for the right part of their app. Think of a DAO toolkit, uh, they can do confidential voting. NFT marketplace, they can do uh, sealed bid auctions or some other kinds of auctions that require hidden information. Think of DeFi, uh, they could do confidential order books and so on and so forth. So that, you know, we asked exactly this question to ourselves like some time ago and the answer was yes, we need to go out and we need to bring this functionality to other chains, other applications because it is, uh, I mean, we have a great, a great application ecosystem and it will grow. 
but we cannot realistically hope that all the applications in the world will you know, migrate to secret. And not all, not every app needs to be maybe, uh, you know, op I mean, you know, yeah, we talked about opt-in privacy, right? Uh, opt-out privacy, but uh, I mean, some it, it's hard, right? It, it's not an easy sell, and a lot of people there's a lot of inertia, and a lot of people are using uh, what they're used to be using. But this privacy can add a lot of new features to those apps, unlock some use cases, and that's where we want to be. We want to be the hub, the Web three hub for privacy, and I think we have everything. It, it takes to be there. We're the oldest confidential computing chain. We have good technology. We have a great community. Where and we are actively working on de delivering those uh, SDKs to anyone who wants to use uh, to use them. And that, that's what what we will be pushing uh, in 2024 in all kinds of places. Um, Red Eye, please go. Please go ahead. Yeah, my uh, when I think of NFTs, I, I generally be, maybe it's because I'm more uh, business oriented or like operationally focused. Uh, when I think of NFTs and their future application, I think a lot about um, how they can help improve the uh, the privacy of businesses that are looking to leverage this technology, um, you know, for their real world businesses, like. Imagine NFTs are just this, I mean, they are these non-fungible tokens, right? Something that is unique. Um, you know, my thought goes to, like, if I'm a business and I want to do business with another uh, entity and we're exchanging, whether it be cryptocurrency or we're exchanging um, uh, sovereign currencies that are non-digital, like being able to have invoices uh, as NFTs that, you know, keep your keep all of your business information um, private to yourself. And the only people who can look at that are um, the sender and the receiver, obviously. With the privacy, you'd have to make sure to share whatever decryption tool is needed to view this. But I mean, my thoughts go to bill, like bills of sale, deeds, titles, um, you know, anything that is unique to uh, a buyer and seller. And for me, like property, um, you know, high value, high value items, um, are especially helpful. Like just, uh, as a kind of personal aside, like I'm, I'm in the market to, uh, or actually rather I, I just bought, uh, another vehicle and the person I happen to know the person I'm doing business with. And, um, we were talking about potentially being able to give him, uh, some ETH, like I'll buy the vehicle from him for ETH. And he wants a record of that for uh for like future for any, for any uh particular reasons he might need to imagine being able to provide an invoice or a bill of sale um and like transferring a title or deed through uh you know a privacy preserving nft something that i know is unique no one can see the contents of it no one knows i'm the owner of this title um be it for any legal reasons that i might need to show proof of title whether it be for insurance or whatever, I, I can do that. And I know that no one else uh, has the ability to see that. Um, the other thing I was kind of thinking of, and just uh, just because I see uh, Chris down here from FlixBets, like I think the idea of having any sort of betting markets or sentiment markets 
um, having those positions that people open as NFTs is a really awesome idea. Um, you know, when someone opens a bet, like sure, people might have the roughly the same uh, bet, but depending on what thing you're, uh, you know, you're speculating on, there's generally something different. And I mean, at a minimum, the person who's purchasing it is different, right? So I think that fits into the uh, into the NFT conversation really well. Um, I, so I personally just think there's so many avenues that we have yet to explore um, or that are just now being explored. And uh, for the most part, these things are being explored on public blockchain. So it kind of kind of defeats the purpose of having these high dollar uh, items being attributed to uh, you know, an NFT while you have no privacy because now everyone knows you're the person who made a million dollars on this bet and they know what wallet they can track or target if they're trying to, you know, uh, trying to extract that from you. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of use cases for NFTs that have not been tested out yet. And I'm really excited to see some of those uh, use cases being brought to fruition via secret NFTs. Um, yeah, I definitely uh, see what you're talking about here. Uh, yeah, as as you said, I think you've built quite a good infra and like, you know, uh, set up to have uh, add like a privacy aspect to this. Um, from what I heard about, uh, like, you know, Alex mentioned about NFTs only the trades being visible and that is one way to make them fungible. Uh, I think you, that that's something uh, and to have have like you know on top of that like a DeFi aspect of it, it's something uh, really interesting. Uh, at, on Nomflex, we're going more f like you know the I mean it's it's a different uh, approach towards uh, media and NFTs here, but. I, I see how uh, that will definitely serve a lot of very specific niches and will also come into play as uh, NFTs gain more like mass access and doesn't become like, like, a, like, you know, just like a novelty thing for some people to acquire, like how as it expands more into gaming and um, say, like, you know, not just limited to just artwork and, uh, you know, related to this thing. Uh, say if if it focuses on gaming and other formats, even say uh, plans, uh, like you know, at Anomics, they're also hoping that more and more people start having like say scripts or algorithms also that turn into NFTs. And I think in those aspects, when people start to have that, the aspect of one like you know, it not being able being able to gatekeep and not just someone directly having access to it so they can plagiarize it, and second. Yes, these trades being tradable will add like definitely more layers to it, which is we'll definitely need. Yeah, another thing uh, I just thought about was like, imagine you're going to purchase software for something or you're going to buy access to a service, right? Imagine being able to purchase that access key via, you know, a privacy preserving NFT, um, where if you were doing this via blockchain, like let's say, just because it's about that time of the year, we're going to pay taxes and I want to buy, uh, you know, some sort of access to use a tax solution for uh, for the season, right? 
being able to purchase these things in a privacy preserving way where, all right, no one else can use my access key uh, and, you know, take this service from me. I think that would be another really interesting uh, use case. Um, the how frequently you'd use it, I don't know, maybe that dictates uh, the, the need for privacy here, but it's just something I was thinking about. Um, got taxes on my mind right now, so. <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, access key, usually it's it's something that is like a very like retail-based purchase. Sometimes if, you, if you're going to buy like an office suit or something, but uh, I'm pretty sure like as a as, uh, lot of say SaaS products or uh, even um, B2C software licenses go into that side. License is also being something that uh, is in the Omniflix roadmap, like the broader roadmap to have licenses on F NFT. I'm pretty sure like something like this will come into play in terms of like you know generating say access codes or other other aspect of it. Uh, definitely, it's it's. I don't think it's uh, not in line with uh, like a direct application. Um, Liam, anything to add? Yeah. I had a couple of thoughts. Um, I know uh, Alex. Alyssa Alex isn't on the space anymore. It's not showing for me at least. Um, but he was talking about uh, using privacy to create like fungibility for NFTs, right? Um, by having like some of the properties private, and then the public properties are the things that give the fungibility, right? And that's very interesting. Um, and I definitely get it for gaming as well. You want to hide some of the properties, perhaps, until it's been revealed in like a match or something like this. Um, but it made me rethink of like a discussion that's been habit had in like the crypto space a couple of times. Um, I don't know how serious of a discussion it is, but I've just seen it and I think it's quite interesting. And it's like the idea of fungibility uh, not being possible because of the various histories of different tokens on different networks, whether they're NFTs or fungible tokens. And the great example is say you have some Atom, right? And you, I guess it's it's more visible with like UTXO models. I'm not super uh, understanding of how easy account models are to track, uh, like with Ethereum and Cosmos. So let's just use Bitcoin. So like you have like these Bitcoin that um, have been owned by this terrible person who's maybe like committed genocide or something. They were like the worst thing anyone could do. And then those tokens or those coins move on to another wallet, another person. Well, they have this kind of history that can be visibly seen by anyone who can access the chain. And so that history is different to the history of another coin. And that could actually create a situation where the tokens aren't fungible with each other, even though they're all Bitcoin, because one Bitcoin's been spent to uh, cause genocide and these other Bitcoin have been donated to charity like 10 different times or something, right? Um, so like, I'm just curious. It's kind of like more of a question just, just for me, but hopefully everyone listening finds it interesting. Like, is that something you see being a problem in the future? And do you see privacy as a solution to this? Or is it just not a big deal, actually, that we, we don't need to worry about? I'll jump on that. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's actually a, a pretty big discussion. Um, I do think that it is a, you know, an, an issue um, that privacy really can, um, can solve for. Um, you see it like like you mentioned utxo models are a lot easier uh to track um but you're already seeing um some of those issues surface you know on on bitcoin with ordinals 
the the way that ordinals, the the Bitcoin NFTs function, is inscribing um, media on an individual sat um, Satoshi. So, um, the, and the only way that works is by being able to identify that specific Satoshi. Um, However, even even in like Ethereum and EVM, you, you see some of this uh, censorship already kind of uh, coming into play. Uh, ever since the tornado cash um, e- events last year, um, you see sanctions on wallets that have um, that have interacted with tornado cash, and any Ethereum that passed through tornado cash is also you know on a list. And certain front ends will, you know, not not even allow those those wallets to connect uh, if they hold that uh, quote unquote tainted Ethereum. Um, and if if it was private by default, you know that that censorship wouldn't even be a question. Um, and in my opinion, you know, on that topic, and this is my personal opinion, the the token is is not the the problem here. You know, censoring a, a specific token uh, because a person used it for a bad thing uh, doesn't make sense to me. You know, the person that did the bad thing, now, now they should have some kind of consequence for whatever bad thing they did. Um, but just, you know, censoring a a, uh, a uh, monetary source, you know, um, or token, just it, it's something that is happening. Uh, and in my opinion, it's it's bad. Um, but it, it it doesn't make sense to me why that should even be a topic. Uh, so I you know I I think that um, adding that that privacy layer uh, is pretty pretty essential to kind of get around. I guess add that censorship resistance um, because I I think that people really should be um, able to you know control their their own money, not have to worry about censorship. Uh, when it comes to you know spending their money the way they they wish, I don't know if uh, Red Eye has anything to add there. I think uh, I don't see him as a speaker. I think he's uh, rubbed here, but we do have uh, Legend Dao here from Seek. I think if if they hey. how you doing? Oh, hey there. Hey guys. Okay, so um, I'll just jump back to the NFT thing, even though I do have a response to this. Um, well, I'll start with the response. It's like a gun. You blame the gun for killing the person. No, if somebody spent money, and money is still there. It's still money. You take a dollar bill out of your pocket and wonder if, like, you know, the mafia guy went and used it to buy cocaine. It's just, it doesn't, it's not relevant. If you have the money, you can do what you need to do with it. It's if it's yours. I mean, whether or not somebody used it in the past for something bad, it's it's in your purveyance now. What are you going to do with it to use it for the good? So um, that was just my take on that. Oh, um, one thing I uh, want to just get back to the NFTs and gaming. I'll go really quick. I'll just like bombard and like run. Um, we have something in Secret Network called Secret VRF. This Secret VRF is on-chain randomness. It's really important when it comes to also Web3 gaming, but also NFT art generation. So one thing we're working on now, what, is, what does it do? Like say you're in a Web3 game, and I don't know if you guys 
no, like like back in the day, a couple of years ago, people were playing blackjack and poker, but these games had to shut down because cheaters figured out how to, no pun intended, game the system. But with CQRF, you can do that because it's on chain and it's random and it's invisible. So this is a huge thing for Web3 Gaming. Um, LegendDAO is focused right now on providing secret network services to Web3 Gaming's on all chains and to, you know, collaborate with no NFT artists. Like, well, how do you want to use our tools in order to enhance your art? It's not, you know, like a problem. It's not like a solution looking for a problem. It's like, here, this is another tool you can use to make cool stuff. So Secret VRF is one of these things. Um, you can have a random quest. And all of a sudden you're in the middle of something, bam, you get hit with like a lightning. Or all of a sudden, bam, wow, look, I found this awesome loot box. You don't know when, you don't know how, it adds to the fun. So that's number one. Number two, with the privacy, um, I think, um, I forgot your name, but it's somebody who, the Omniflix team, they were talking about the decentralized kind of IDs that also works for gaming avatars. Because as Alex was saying, okay, you have a sword, it can do this, but do you want them to know that the sword could also do this? No. You want to be able to have somebody, you know, you want to be able to have a leg up on your opponent. So within the avatar creation, you know, you could say, oh, I'm going to, you know, share this little aspect, but I'm not going to share this aspect. You like turn off the different things. You can share what you want. That's the main thing of privacy NFTs. You can share what you want, with whom you want, when you want. Now, can you turn it on and off? Depends how you code it. So there's so much to do. It's really exciting. Like it's we just right now, it's important that we get the word out there. And we say, listen, we have these tools. They can help anything, like any game, any chain, almost any chain. We're working on others. The possibilities are endless. That's why it's important that you know we get the message out there about privacy and even just you know technical things about what privacy NFTs can do in like any NFT project. Thank you for listening to my. <laughs> so, uh, appreciate you coming here and uh, talking about the you know, secret RF feature. Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of learning from different ecosystem also, uh, and uh, of course there are USPs to secret uh, that you know is definitely building out for NFTs and and hopefully. And like you know, and DeFi, and hopefully they, they will someday like they, like you know, in a very cool manner, sort of merge so that as you mentioned, like uh, as Alex was mentioning about, uh, making almost NFTs fungible by adding that privacy layer, um, or uh, what you mentioned, Legend about like you know being able to turn that detail on and off so that, um, we can choose what uh, the secret. I think in terms of building up to reveal uh, for like you know what what functionality something has I, I think that's a great i think a lot of nfts are are also about like storytelling uh, we see them as individual like you know commodities of sorts but uh, they are mostly also about like storytelling and being able to conceal or reveal that information is a great way to like you know build narratives or also add yeah sort of push the limit of uh how like you know that information can be leveraged to 
take 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 the idea or take uh, what you're giving to your community or the holders like an upper notch but we'll definitely check out i, I was not aware of uh, this, this project on secret okay. liam if you have something to add uh, I think I talked out actually on the topic. Um, thanks for coming on, uh, Legendal. By the way, really, um, I really felt the passion as you were talking there. So that was super cool. Um, I, I hope you can add a lot of value to everyone um, through the secret VRF uh, and the tooling that you're looking to provide creators. Uh, really like that. And yeah, just wanted to say thanks to Anubis uh, as well um, and everyone else that came and joined from Secret. Um, feel free to carry on the discussion, of course, if there are other questions, if Jaden, if you have anything else. But um, I know we have quickfire questions, uh, Jaden, if you do want to do those. Um, but yeah. as for me, definitely done on done on this topic. Uh, Got to absorb all that information now and reflect on it. Really good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, neighbors, we basically do this thing to close the segment, which is just like uh, one or two rapid fire questions of sorts, just to, uh, you know, uh, ended on a light note of sorts. So, uh, if you're ready, I just have like two quick questions. Um, one is, um, if Secret Network was a DC superhero, what would be its powers, and who do you think it closely resembles to, like one you know? Of? Dang, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> I'd have to think on that. Um. Man, <laughs> that's a really that, that's a good one. There's, I mean, there's so many uh, so many good heroes out there. But you, you said DC, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just um, the whole privacy aspect of it gives me like a very vigilante like vibe to it. Like you know, because you're sort of not. Yeah. <laughs> so I I had to go that way. I. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, it, and Batman kind of comes to mind, you know, with, with all of his cool toys and unique things that, it, you know, Secret Network, uh, in my opinion, you know, even beyond just, you know, privacy is right and everything, um, it, it unlocks a lot of unique use cases in in Web3 that's just, you know, not possible otherwise. Um, and we touched on some of those things today, but, um, you know, Batman has a, a, a ton of unique uh, toys that you know only he has um you know it's only he um or it, it's only possible you know because of who he is so you know with with secret network you know there's unique things that can be done um only uh by adding encryption to to blockchain so i, I guess i'll go with batman definitely i think a close second in my head was um martian manhunter because he's able to like shape shift so like you never that's a good one that's a good one and I think a second one would be who do you think it's just like you don't have to like speed in this type of like the whole thing but who do you think is a very popular uh, person who uh, you could say is is super influential or like almost like an inspiration for what Secret Network does like for example Alan Turing was very like you're famous for in the encryption and uh, so that's like a direct correlation you think of say so who who do you think would be like someone who would be like oh yeah this is someone we would call like you know like a great inspiration for what secret is doing 
Mm, you know, this might be a hot take and maybe uh, <laughs> I, I, I may be um, hunted for this, but uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, I, I, I think, would be proud of, of what uh, Secret Network is doing because I, I, I think a lot of what he wanted to achieve um, and, you know, maybe if he was still around, he, he would be looking into uh, privacy, um, preserving technology mm. uh, for, you know, for his continuance project. So uh, <laughs> now now when the Bitcoin maxis hear about this, you know, I, I, you know, it, I didn't commit suicide, just so you guys all know. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But, um, yeah, his identity is secret, so that... It- Sort of, at least like wordplay wise, it works out. It's not, I mean, people will be offended anyway, but it's, it's okay. I think inspiration, <laughs> we, are a, we are a growing ecosystem. I think inspiration anyone can have from anyone. I don't think there's any like trademark on like, you know, being like, oh yeah, this person like did this for me. It's, I think, the foundational <laughs> stepping stone for like what Bitcoin did and what he did for like, everyone. So, I don't think anyone has like mm-hmm. rights to it or this has. But yeah, that was great. Uh, thank well, you. Yeah. For... yeah, please, please. Oh, I was just gonna say no. I I think Satoshi Nakamoto, you know, he he created Bitcoin to introduce self sovereignty, you know, to individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the mission. Um, you know, and and to me, that's what it's all about. So. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and I think it's it's important that um, all the projects that build after that, whatever be the ecosystem, sort of help push on, like you know, push the limits on on what's possible on that thing. I think I don't think anything is a complete solution. So, in whatever way, if if any project, however big or small, comes up and tries to improve on it, just to be like you know, just to have another one, another person build further, that's the whole point there. I think. Um, mm-hmm. 100%. But thank you so much for coming to the space, and uh, it is super cool to have like you know so many members from the secret team, Alex, uh, Red Eye. I I don't get the whole username, but this thing, people from someone from Legend Dao, uh, just made the discussion uh really fun, and uh, yeah, just I think I think more and more people in the audience will be going on and checking, like you know as you mentioned, uh, I think Alter was one of the projects, um. NFTs on secret and you know even more and thank you guys for like you know uh, I think uh, it's it's great that uh, we see so much like new content on on TV from secret and from shared protocol uh, by the way it's 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 getting such good reach I think kudos to uh, both the secret community and for people on the- yeah it's a uh... it, it, it's been really awesome um, on Omniflix TV um the i'm sorry i think my uh, sounds blanking out here um i'm gonna keep going though um yeah the the channel we have on there has been getting a really um impressive actually organic reach uh so i did want to say you know thanks for having us on the on on the show here it was a definite pleasure uh but also shout out to you guys for making such an awesome platform um it's it's actually really easy to use um, as far as putting the content on Omniflix, um, and it's it's just a 
it's been it's been a joy uh, getting to know how to how to use the platform, uh, minting NFTs, um, and then just seeing the just the organic reach. Um, you know, the the community is definitely um, lively, and uh, it's it, it's it's awesome to see um, Cosmos uh, native projects. You know, kind of working together and and having that uh, such such a nice platform. Um, you know, right inside our ecosystem. So uh, definitely kudos to the Omniflix team for that. No, definitely, definitely appreciate that, actually. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think collaboratively is just, I'm really excited for what's to come. Uh, like, you know, uh, how, however the bull market and the narrative goes, I think it's just important to continuously ship and, you know, Cool things for for our creators for our community to do and yeah uh, yeah things otherwise are of course inevitable if if people see value in what we're building so thank you uh Andy, for joining in uh we'll move the discussion to have some great updates from uh, flix fanatics uh, super i'm just sending a request haven't heard from the fanatics in a while so <laughs> uh, yeah Hi, Super. Hi. Hey. I'm doing good. And welcome, everyone, to Flix Talk 97. It was a great conversation. And I suppose we are almost 90 minutes into the space today. And uh, I was waiting for my turn, of course, because I love to all know, look forward to the time when I get to interact with the community in the space every week and give all those updates. So here I am. Also, with the secret phase, which can get you a proof of participation batch. So let's start this week. Frankly, I do not have a lot of updates because, well, we were just probably you know wrapping up with most of the campaigns, uh, which has ended, trying to reward the Flix fan members. So we had almost five thousand Flix tokens, which were distributed to different. Zini Quest uh, winners over the month of November this week. And we had our uh, quiz as usual. And we were just probably around about promoting about uh, no, Omniflix tabs and planning about what we need to do for our Flix spam for Christmas and 2024. More updates probably on the next week. Next week, I will probably have a lot of updates for the Flix fam to what to expect from the subtow community subtow and uh, the rewards you guys might be able to get would be something you would like to look forward to. Now about the secret phase, uh, I, will, I will mention that, but that is not just a secret phase to claim your proof of participation NFT, but that is something probably I would like to encourage everyone to try this week before we meet for Flixstock 98. Now, what is that? It is Omniflix dApps on mobile. And why is that a secret phase? Well, nothing secret about that, but a lot of people are still not aware that uh, you can probably even use, uh, for example, you can use Leap Wallet mobile app. And in browser, you will be able to have access to the marketplace. You will have access to uh, our Omniflix TV. Stream, uh, stream pay, which uh, you need to claim your Flix tokens. Also, you know, 
since, since I'm talking about stream pay, if you haven't yet claimed your Flix drop yet, 9th of January is going to be the time when it's going to end. So make sure that you come to our campaigns page and claim your Flix drop, and that will be streamed over 30 days on streampay.me. And all of these can be accessed from your mobile device. And no, not just that, but Omniflix TV, which is probably where the most active most activity is happening in Omniflix uh, right now, uh, including projects coming in and having their uh, educational content. They're having their you know, learn to earn content, having their updates. We had recently one of our uh, you know, Cosmos project persistence who mentioned about their proposal uh, from Cosmos Hub. And everyone is using Omniflix TV. So you don't have to have your PC or you know, a, a laptop. Even if you're traveling, you can on your mobile, type in omniflix.tv and interact with uh, all Omniflix interactive videos. And even in case you're unable to log in, although that is something I will always encourage, log in with your Kepler or your MetaMask or your Leap wallet or your Cosmos Station wallet whatever is convenient for you. But even if you're not able to, you can still view the videos as many times as possible and probably get yourself familiarized with a, with a project or uh, you know, have interactions and learn about what's happening in Cosmos ecosystem and even beyond. So coming back to the secret phase, it is Omniflix dApps on mobile. And it's very easy to claim those. Come on omniflix.tv. This time, yes, you need to connect your wallet so that we know where to drop the proof of participation NFT. And uh, on, on Flix, Fanatic, Flix Fanatics channel, or even if you come to interactive videos, you will be able to easily find the claim video. You will only have three hours to claim these because we want to make sure that only the people who are active in the space or who's going to probably you know, be, be active, proactively claim those, will get those badge. So it will be only available till 6 p.m. UTC because the only reason being that we are announcing this a bit later in the space. So this will be only available for three hours from now. And uh, the batch will be dropped and the batch is eligible for Flix rewards every month. Every month we open, uh, on the first of every month, we open around about uh, 200 to 500 claims and you can claim some Flix rewards also for 2024, we would be collabing with a lot of new creators to drop their NFTs, to whitelist their NFTs for the fixed from batch owners. So maybe you want to get one of those. And any questions, any suggestions or feedback, what you want to see community sub-doflix fanatics do for the community in 2024, we are available 24 hours a day and seven days a week, either on our Twitter, or on our Telegram, or on our Discord, or even via DM. Just make sure that you're DM, DMing the right person and not a fake account. So these are the updates, not many, but I can assure you, this is only a silence before a storm. And look forward to the next week. We will be up with a lot more updates about what we are up to in the coming year. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that, Super. I think. Uh... <clears throat> um, lot for Flix, Flix fanatics. Uh, 
to plan there, especially as in the end of the year approaches and a lot more exciting opportunities for the FlixFam to participate here. Um, yes, the FlixFam badge that you get as a result of participating in this interactive video after the space um, comes with a lot of utilities. Frequently, uh, the fanatics also run the interactive claim, interactive claim campaigns where you can earn Flix for, uh, you know, owning Flix fan ba badges. And uh, yes, it's a great opportunity for you to take part in these quests. Next week, we'll be, of course, updating about what we plan to do for Christmas. And uh, I think overall, it's, it's going to be an exciting few weeks. Uh, we are really planning to start uh, January with a bang there. So uh, please stick around. And uh, if you want to, if you are curious about like you know, launching your NFT collection or bringing your video content on TV or any other form of uh, application on Normalfix uh, Hub, please reach out to us. And uh, yeah, really excited for that. Liam, would you like to share uh, any closing notes here? Um, actually, while Super's here, I was wondering, Super, are there any like NFT collections in in the pipeline for Fanatics? Um, it seems like a good PFP, like Flix Fanatics. So I was just kind of thinking about that earlier today. Well, uh, Liam, I would really love to mention. Although I don't think there is anything specific like a PFP from Flix Fanatics, but that is definitely a good idea to uh, do. Right now, the whole focus is on the Flixfilm badge and the Flixfilm reward NFT is what we gave away. But uh, yeah, PFP, nowhere people can probably, you know, mint those and claim to be one of the fanatics is a very good idea. So let's work on that too. And hopefully I will be able to announce that uh, probably in a week or two about what we are up to about this. I think it could be super cool. Like when I, um, I just think it's like an identity thing, right? For the community, if they want to kind of have a bit of fun with it, jump on. Because like when I look across to uh, other NFT ecosystems, what's great about OmniFlex is they're not just focused on like the PFPs and stuff. That's kind of what gives us the differentiator here. Like we have all of these primitives around OmniFlex TV and such and, and so on. Um, and a lot of the collections are not pfp based right they're kind of more uh musical they're a little more artsy we have the rugs from pega you know there's so many different things right but right. then i was like hey like yeah and then i was like hey maybe we need like one pfp collection that's like right. the community's and I think, identity absolutely the, i think Fan Flix fanatics model. will be the mm -hmm. best uh one to do that i do agree on that so let, let's work on that. Let's see what we can uh, know, how we can make that happen. And uh, I, will, I will make sure if that does happen, it will come with a lot of utilities. And maybe I will also reach out to projects who are ready to do airdrops to get some airdrops for them. But that's just probably thinking uh, too ahead of ourselves. So let's first uh, plan on this. This is a good uh, idea. And the scene has been, uh, you know, Seated now, and let's see how this uh, turns out now. Wonderful, love it. Uh, just a thought, let's see what happens. Um, as for closing the space, uh, Jaden, um, I guess just want to say thank you to everyone who's attended today. 
massive shout out to yourself, Jaden, Super, uh, Chethan, for all coming up and sharing their thoughts um, and kind of pushing the space forward. Big shout out to Secret Network. Um, I actually love these chats, uh, you know, about privacy, about sovereignty, about individual rights, uh, you know, especially after my channel got banned. I'm like more invigorated than ever on these fronts. Like I always had these values, but like now I feel very uh, attached to it at the moment. So I love these conversations because I think they get missed. Um, and then there's just a huge shout out to all of the uh, attendees, all of the Flix fam, all of the community that have come and listened to the space today, Terra Spaces, all of the OmniFlix validators, everyone, you know, everyone involved in OmniFlix. Thank you all for being here. And uh, yeah, I'll pass it back to you, Jaden, to round things off. Yeah, I think um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a great sum up there. Uh, glad to have Secret here today because um, like, I have my own uh, uh, fascination for uh, deep in and uh, privacy focused uh, apps, platforms, be it Web3, non-Web3 also. Uh, it's, it's a very important Thing I think we are learning as more and more, like you know, our our digital self sort of continues to evolve. It's almost like a different person, and um, yeah, I think there are there are places where you realize that you know um, you've lost that aspect of it, or like the platform that was built was not built around uh, creating a privacy. And the more you learn about it, the more you want to um, claim and you know protect those things about you. Um, so yeah, I think just overall the theme, please, uh, like, you know, be very vigilant about your information. I, uh, yeah, I think, uh, anyone who's in the audience and beyond in the ecosystem, it al always hurts to have, like, you know, um, be a victim of any of these, like, you know, uh, hacks or, or even projects where, like, you know, it, it, it you lose something that you had. So and uh, of course, I think overall, uh, I'm trying to also adapt um, privacy-focused apps uh, in Web3, uh, even something as simple as an email or a, or a like a more safe browser. It's it's a conscious choice. We need to make those things. But once you do that, once you, you also realize that there are tons of people who are already building, using it, who can share you and teach you more about it and you the more you get involved the more you learn about the fine line between those things and how you can contribute to it so yeah i think super excited to have had that discussion thank you for the whole secret team for basically showing up and thank you for all our creators members of the community who came in to listen uh we'll definitely be back next week with another great space and um yeah, very exciting um guest lined up for that so yeah and it's also the time of the holiday, so I hope you guys are sort of wrapping up to have some time for yourself and you know, enjoy your week. Uh, I wish you all a, a, a great, a great week ahead. Uh, I'll be signing off this space in three. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down 
days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives, and then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality. The teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Leats, tearing apart your community all these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the verbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Spaces.